The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. An organization that owns two historic black cemeteries in Richmond has apparently ceased to exist. As Ian Stewart reports, the fate of the 32-year-old in Richmond Foundation appears to be in limbo. In Richmond Foundation's website says it all. Sorry, that page doesn't seem to exist. According to the Richmond Free Press, the entire board of the foundation has resigned without notice and its finances may have been depleted. Even though the nonprofit has received small amounts of city funding, it's largely self-supporting. In 2017, with the help of state funds, the foundation took ownership of both Evergreen and East End cemeteries, which are the final resting place for thousands of black people, including Maggie L. Walker. Recently, the foundation's executive director left the organization after 11 years. Enrichment was created to support the city's parks and recreation department and oversee roughly 85 volunteer organizations that support individual parks. Ian Stewart, VPM News. Richmond police announced there was no need to tear gas hundreds of people at the former Robert E. Lee monument during protests in 2020. As Whitney Evans reports, The department retracted its previous statement that it deployed gas to bring officers to safety. As part of a settlement in a civil rights lawsuit filed by six protesters, the city must provide the Library of Virginia with documents and videos detailing what exactly took place at the Lee Monument on the evening of June 1st, just as racial justice protests erupted nationwide. A spokesperson for the Library of Virginia says once the city provides the documents and videos, it will archive them and make them available to the public. The lawsuit, filed in the days after the incident, questioned the use of tear gas and alleged the department's actions violated protesters' constitutional rights. Richmond police walked back a 2020 tweet that alleged they used the chemical irritant only after officers were, quote, cut off by violent protesters. The retraction said that statement was false. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Governor Glenn Youngkin has announced four appointees to Virginia Military Institute's Board of Visitors. The four white, mostly conservative picks include Thomas Teddy Gottwald, a previous VMI board member who's fought against changes to VMI in the wake of an investigation that found the school has a, quote, racist and sexist culture. According to the Washington Post, Youngkin said among his priorities in choosing his nominees was protecting and promoting free speech. Critics of the move worry that the new appointees will roll back efforts to make VMI more inclusive and diverse. Last Thursday through Saturday, young cyclists throughout the country competed in USA Cycling's Amateur National Championship held across Roanoke and the Blue Ridge Valley. VPM News intern Davis Alcorn has more on the event and why the Blue Ridge was selected. Across last week's championship, young riders between the ages of 10 and 23 took part in a variety of different events, including the time trial, road race, and criterium to determine national champions. For the all-female BBR Team 2024, these were effectively home races as the team is based in the Blue Ridge Valley. 
This might help to explain the team's success, with their cyclists achieving numerous podiums and a championship over the races. The team's general manager, Nicola Cranmer, says Roanoke is good for training cyclists due to the combination of frequent elevation changes and the variety of bike paths. I've learned quickly from the locals that basically you usually gain about a thousand feet in elevation every 10 miles that you ride and you're climbing um, whether you want to or not. That's in part why the team relocated from Idaho to the region this year and why Roanoke College will begin competing in both men's and women's cycling next season. Dave Salkorn, VPM News. The hours of several gates at Fort Lee are set to change this summer, including which gate serves as a 24-hour access point. According to the Progress Index, Lee Avenue's gate will soon reopen 24 hours a day following a renovation. The current 24-hour gate at Sasiski Boulevard near the Hopewell City Line will instead be open from 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. on weekdays and 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on weekends. The changes are scheduled to take effect on Sunday, July 17th, pending an inspection of the Lee Avenue improvements. Some of these stories were produced with assistance from the Public Media Journalists Association Editor Corps, funded by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.